It began with a missing will, but it soon became a case of murder. A forgery and a suicide then complicated matters, as did all the false clues left at the scene by a murderer whose ruthlessness was matched only by his cunning. The killer certainly managed to fool most of the New York Police Department, represented by Inspector Richard Queen, and they almost succeeded in stumping Queen's enigmatic son, Ellery. Or did they? These are the circumstances we find ourselves in, in The Greek Coffin Mystery by Ellery Queen, the subject of today's review here on The Whodunit Show. In a few minutes, this man is going to be murdered. Who killed him? Was it his son? One of us? That's absurd. The faithful secretary. I'll see you dead. Her fiancé. Sure, I'm going to run for it. The cheating business partner. Well, I'm going to the bar to get a stiff drink. The needy nephew. Uncle Marcus, are you telling us that you've had Lady Frawley tailed? The gold digger. That's utterly ludicrous. It wasn't Guy Lombardo. Match wits with Ellery Queen and see if you can guess who done it. Welcome to The Whodunit Show, a podcast dedicated to reviewing classic whodunits from the golden age of detective fiction and beyond. I'm your host, Nick Cardillo. America's relationship with the classic mystery story is an interesting one. Consider for a moment that, so far, all the books reviewed on this podcast have been European in origin, with Agatha Christie, Nio Marsh, and Josephine Tay, all representing England and its colonies, while Paul Altair hails from France. Often, when we readers conjure up images of American crime writers, we imagine Dashiell Hammett or Raymond Chandler, both of whom championed the hard-boiled school of mystery stories. Their detectives cracked wise and threw punches before putting a magnifying glass to their eye in pursuit of clues. This archetype has become the standard for private eyes, trench-coat-wearing, cigarette-smoking tough guys whose narration was filled with sardonic, streetwise slang. This figure became a staple of film noir, giving way to a whole host of offshoots and variations on the theme that resonated through American culture in the decades following World War II. It is rather at odds with this conception of what an American mystery story ought to be when one considers the Ellery Queen mysteries. Queen, for so many, was the American mystery story in the 1930s, and though the character persisted in books for the next 30 years, Ellery Queen was never better than he was in the series of nine novels published between 1929 and 1935. Each of these tales, sometimes known as the Nationality Noun Mystery Series, showcased Ellery as an effete, constantly quoting obscure literature as he polishes the lenses of his pince-nez. Ellery is a mystery writer, but he so seldom ever writes anything, his days spent helping his father, Inspector Richard Queen of the NYPD, as he is called away to the scenes of murders. 
In construction and shape, these early Queen novels served as something of a basis for the infinite number of police procedurals that have overwhelmed books, television, and film ever since. What divides the Queen novels from the like of Law and Order, however, is the plots, which often veer gently into the realm of the absurd. The cases that Ellery and his father handle are just beyond the tenable. Readers often asked to suspend their disbelief ever so slightly. The Greek coffin mystery is no exception. And before we dive into that novel properly, I would like to take a minute to discuss my history with Queen thus far. Much of my early opinion of the character was informed by the 70s television series Ellery Queen, which featured Jim Hutton as a nerdy, bespectacled Ellery, acting opposite David Wayne as his curmudgeon-y father. It was some little time before I dipped into the books themselves, for they have sadly been out of print for so long. My first exposure to Queen in book form was Cat of Many Tales, first published in 1949, a tale which depicts Ellery's attempts to catch a serial strangler in New York. It was an evocative thriller, and though time has blurred my memories of reading it, I remember enjoying its vivid prose and beautiful descriptions of the city at the mercy of both a heatwave and a serial killer, and the twist ending had me quite literally jumping out of my seat. It was many years before I returned to Queen, next picking up the Chinese Orange Mystery, the eighth Queen novel published in 1934. An impossible mystery, the novel is emblematic of the early books, Ellery is something of a blank canvas as a character, and most of the other suspects are non-entities. The book is focused on the investigation, totally. It was somewhat dry, but the revelation of who the dead man was was brilliant, and made me eager to pick up more Queen books, thankfully being reissued by Pensler Press as part of its American Mystery Classics series. It was through this series that I read both The Dutch Shoe Mystery and The Siamese Twin Mystery, the latter being perhaps the ultimate Queen novel I have read so far. I hope to revisit it in the future so a proper review can make its way to this podcast. The Greek Coffin Mystery was the fourth in the Ellery Queen series, and first published in 1932. However, the novel is chronologically the first. Ellery is fresh out of college, and he has yet to embark upon his mystery-writing career when he becomes embroiled in the mysterious circumstances surrounding the death of aged art dealer George Calchas. Calchas's sprawling household are assembled after the funeral for the reading of the will, but when the family's lawyer goes to the safe to retrieve the document, he finds it has vanished. The police, including Inspector Queen, are brought in, but the will is nowhere to be found. Ellery, a champion of logic and deductive reasoning, determines that there is only one place that the will could possibly be, in the coffin with the deceased George Calchas. The body is exhumed and the coffin reopened. Instead of finding the will, however, they discover the corpse of an unidentified man. Completely stymied, it is up to Ellery to make some sense of this most complex of mysteries. What makes the Greek coffin mystery unique among the Queen novels is its scope. 
There is something epic in the presentation. The cast of characters is bigger than ever. The locations are diverse, with Ellery and company crisscrossing New York in pursuit of clues, their inquiries even extending to communication with the Victoria Art Museum in London. The novel itself toys with the reader, presenting four solutions to the mystery in the course of its narrative. Of course, only one of them is correct, but it is a feat in itself to present so many possibilities that seem to fit all the facts and yet do not solve the case. Though it may not reach the realm of a novel like the Siamese Twin Mystery, the Greek Coffin Mystery no doubt tops many lists as the ultimate Queen novel, as it is so emblematic of what the Queen novels were. More so than any other series of mystery novels of the Golden Age, the Queen books poked at their readers, daring them to solve the mystery before the detectives. Indeed, each of the early Queen books presented a challenge to the reader before their last chapters, which claimed that all the clues needed to solve the case had been presented to a reader astute enough to spot them. The Ellery Queen novels simply are fun to fans of the classic mystery. The plots are ingenious in their deviousness, the Greek coffin mystery bearing one of the series' most surprising solutions. Ellery himself is an interesting, though broadly defined, character. As I mentioned earlier, Ellery, in the earliest books at least, was conceived as something of a parody of Detective Philo Vance, created by author S.S. Van Dyne. Both Ellery and Vance were known to quote obscure texts and to generally look down their noses at their surroundings, but Ellery is far more endearing than Vance as a character. The Greek coffin mystery even seeks to give Ellery some depth as a character, after enthusiastically delivering a solution to the mystery, he is promptly proven wrong and humiliated as a result. Ellery vows from that day forward that he shall remain tight-lipped about his deductions until he is far more certain of himself. Like the other novels in the series, the book features a large cast of characters, each also drawn in broad strokes. The characters of the Queen novels are not psychological case studies, they are chess pieces that may be manipulated as the novel's plot sees fit. Some are more defined than others. George Calkus's English secretary, Miss Joan Brett, is a particularly likable figure. The romance, which persists between her and the deceased's nephew, Alan Cheney, is an interesting enough diversion from the main mystery plot without ever feeling too forced. The brains behind the Ellery Queen series were cousins Frederick Denet and Manfred Lee, who adopted the nom de plume of their central character when writing their mystery novels. Sharing the duties of writing and plotting, the cousins persisted in this way across more than 30 novels, with Queen as their protagonist. Their efforts were applauded by their contemporaries, with Agatha Christie and Marjorie Allingham both complimenting the ingenuity of their mystery plots. Today, their books might not have aged as well as others, the Greek coffin mystery is particularly stuck in its time, and attitudes towards mystery writing have changed to such a degree that the labyrinth-like plots constructed in the earliest Queen books seem a thing of the past. However, reading the Ellery Queen novels today is sort of like a trip back in time. Perhaps more so than any other writer of the Golden Age, Ellery Queen captured the world in which these stories took place. The city of New York is a character in itself throughout the Queen canon, and dipping into a Queen novel conjures up images of the city as it was then. 
You are immediately transported to the days when the Queen novels were new, and, as relative obscurity has kept the solutions to their novels a secret, you can marvel in a tale like the Greek coffin mystery just as much as any reader in 1932 might have. If you enjoyed this episode of The Who Done That Show, please take a minute to like and review the podcast, as it will really help other mystery fans in finding it and giving it a listen. I'd love to hear from other readers. Do you like the early Queen novels? And if so, do you put the Greek coffin mystery at the top of the list? Let me know what you think by following me at ncardillonick on Twitter, or by email at thewhodunitpodcast at gmail. Com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Nick Cardillo. Goodbye. <laughs>